Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. We have seen many a person attempt to violate the Constitution of the United States. It's um, almost become like a like a game. You know, we certainly see people try and violate the, the word of, of the Supreme Court. You can't have any more moratoriums on evictions. Well, let's just keep it going, said uh, Joe Biden. You can't pay off people's student loan debt. Well, let's just try it, said Joe Biden. It happens again and again. And then you see other things kind of happen. The idea of just, well, seeing what you can get away with. Is that what we're really seeing in New Mexico? Is that the story here? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. This was the headline. New Mexico governor orders suspension of open and concealed carry of guns in Albuquerque. What in the bloody, bloody heck is she talking about let me bring in guy relford he is a second amendment attorney by trade relford law is where you find him and and guy i want to just start with exactly what she said i i have uh this video it's sometimes a little hard to hear but it's it's what i have where she's explaining this is governor michelle lujan grisham democrat from new mexico explaining why she has the right to suspend open and concealed carry because, as she says it, no right is absolute. Listen. With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. And if we ignore this growing problem without being bold, I've said to every other New Mexican, your rights are subrogated to theirs. And they are not, in my view. That is a pretty remarkable thing to hear, Guy Relford, that my oath is not absolute. Uh, but the Constitution is, correct? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, it is shocking. And, uh, you know, I, I've been talking about this quite a bit on social media, but, you know, she, she has uh, one thing more or less correct. She says constitutional rights are not absolute. And you hear a lot of politicians uh, quote the language even out of the Heller decision uh, that found that there is an individual right to bear arms protected by the Second Amendment. And Justice Scalia, in that opinion, said, you know, our, our, our opinion here. Uh, finding there's an individual right to bear arms should should not be taken to mean that that right is completely unrestricted. And long-held uh, limitations, long uh, upheld 
limitations on the right to bear arms uh, are not set aside by this opinion. And so politicians like this governor will seize on that language and basically try to argue, as she just did, that because a right is not completely unrestricted, that I can impose whatever restrictions I want. And that's not how that works. Point just last June from the Supreme Court in the Bruin decision. And in Bruin, it said, listen, whether a particular limitation on a right is constitutional or not is determined by the text of the constitutional freedom we're talking about. In other words, what do the words mean? What does it protect? And then secondly, it does the proposed restriction is that consistent with the long history and tradition of the regulation of this right in this country going all the way back to the founding and before? And in that same Bruin decision, Tony, as you well know, because we've talked about it and you've talked about it independently, that the Bruin court in, uh, this, at the Supreme Court said specifically that, that the right to bear arms, that is to carry a firearm outside the home, is a fundamental right protected by the Second Amendment and that the text, history, and tradition test um, that handed down in Bruin applied to the issue of whether you can carry a gun in public very, very, very clearly, and this was a six to three opinion, uh, comes out uh, in favor of the right to bear arms outside the home. So we just had the Supreme Court last June, barely a year ago, come out and say the right to bear arms outside the home is protected and a proposed restriction on it is unconstitutional. And even New York's licensing system that allowed some people to carry a handgun and other people not right. under a discretionary licensing system was unconstitutional. How in the world where, where a limitation that said only some people not having the ability to carry guns outside the home was unconstitutional. Does she think, this governor think that she can give, get away with a total ban on carrying firearms? It's ludicrous if you if you have any understanding well, of what the Supreme Court said on this issue. Let's take a moment. I mean, this was how CNN uh, reported it, um, that the emergency order includes the suspension of open and concealed carry laws in Albuquerque and I think it's Bernalillo County, temporarily banning the carrying of guns on public property with certain exceptions, according uh, to the statement. And she refers to it as a public health emergency. It reminds me of the Clint Eastwood movie where you had to give up your guns when you walked into town. Uh, I don't know if it was Unforgiven. Was, was that it? I think I think I got it right. Gene Hackman. Yeah, Unforgiven. Um, uh, the, 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 I think the story here that kind of got people, that kind of shocked people, was the idea of public health emergency. I had uh, Congressman Ted Lieu, who is a progressive's progressive. I had David Hogg, who is this manufactured celebrity uh, in the anti-gun movement, both saying a public uh, health uh, measure or a public health emergency doesn't strip away the Constitution, doesn't, uh, you know, uh, uh, supersede the Constitution, which is weird because they totally thought that way vis-a-vis -vis COVID, but now all of a sudden they don't. They happen to be correct uh, is the public health emergency just the new way to uh, to to try and get someone's uh, desires, sec anti Second Amendment desires, uh, accomplished? Well, it, it is. It's a it's an attempted way around not being able to get legislation passed that restricts our Second Amendment rights. So executives and the executive branch, including through their health departments, have said, "Ah, we'll just issue emergency orders um, under a, a an alleged public health emergency." Uh, but one thing's been very clear, and we had courts all over the country rule this way in the context of COVID, Tony, that you brought up, which is, for instance, um, where where the government tried to say you couldn't go to the, the church 
uh, or synagogue or other place of worship of your choice to worship during COVID, we had courts all over the country strike those restrictions down to say, no, I'm sorry, the free exercise of religion is the free exercise of religion. And, and let's face it, I mean, if, if the government can, can suspend the Constitution in any in, in the emergency to curtail your rights, the government will create an emergency in order to curtail your rights. That's not how the Constitution works. The Constitution doesn't say, unless there's an emergency, the right to bear arms shall, be, shall not be infringed. And, and so it doesn't work that way. You can't just say, oh, emergency, the Constitution doesn't exist anymore. The Constitution was, was meant to, to be enforced even in an emergency. So let's, let's go back to something because, you know, I, I often, when I refer to the Second Amendment, I'm not a, a gun guy. Talking to Guy Relford, relfordlaw.com, Second Amendment attorney, host of the Gun Guy Show on 93.1 FM WIBC. Uh, he's written books uh, about firearms. He trains people on, on firearms. And I am very clear to admit that I am not a gun guy. I'm a Second Amendment guy. I'm not a gun guy. These are fundamentally different things. You are, are a Second Amendment guy and a gun guy, trained uh, lawyer a, as you are. When we talk about rights, right, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, as the Second Amendment says, that sounds like something that is absolute. But we were discussing, and you were mentioning earlier, that rights are not necessarily absolute. How do you answer that question when asked? Are rights absolute? Well, in my heart of hearts, Tony, I say the rights are 100% absolute. And, and when the Constitution and the Second Amendment says specifically the right to bear arms shall not be infringed, then that's what the founders meant. However, the Supreme Court disagrees with me on that point. And that's the law of the land. And as an attorney, uh, I'm, I'm being misguided and I'm not being true to my, 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 my clients um, if I don't direct people toward what the state of the law is today. And, the, and, the, and the, the unmistakable truth is the Supreme Court, as Justice Scalia said in the Heller decision, has said that the right to bear arms is not unrestricted completely and totally, for instance. Um, if we went to court tomorrow and challenged the restriction that said a violent felon cannot possess a firearm under state or federal law, we would lose that appeal. And if our argument was, oh, no, the Second Amendment is absolute, which, again, in my heart of heart, I believe to be true, the courts disagree with me. The Supreme Court has disagreed with me. The Indiana courts have disagreed with me on that point. They say, no, violent felons, violent criminals have long been restricted or prohibited from carrying firearms in this country going all the way back to the founding and before, including in your, in, under English law. Therefore, that's a restriction that survives a constitutional challenge. So, so while I believe constitutional rights are absolute, not just the Second Amendment, but others as well, um, the courts have clearly disagreed with me on that point, and that's the state of the law today. So we, we've, we've taken a look at what's happening there in in New Mexico, people are already rallying, carrying their firearms. They're not going to pay any attention to this, that the governor is completely out of her tree. Uh, this idea that somehow an oath is not absolute and uh, she owes it to the people to try and save them by restricting uh, pe people's rights. Uh, the NRA has come out against this. Others have come out against this. Does this even require lawsuits, even though I know they've already taken place? Or is this the kind of thing where the Supreme Court could just look at it and I don't know who oversees things in in new mexico that actually be a, a more of like the circuit courts uh but someone could say yeah this ain't gonna fly does the supreme court act proactively here or are they gonna wait for something to come to them 
Yeah, they've got to wait for something to come to them. It's just the way the system works. But a lower court can can issue uh, a, a preliminary injunction very, very quickly. Um, and I anticipate that happening, uh, depending, of, of course, on what court we're talking about. But um, but but the Supreme Court really can't just weigh in, even uh, with something as egregious as this, because this is clear. Again, anybody who reads the Bruin decision that just came down last June um, and, and thinks that this is constitutional is crazy. And the idea that an emergency somehow validates it uh, just doesn't just doesn't hold true for anybody who's looked at this area of the law. Which brings us to why in the world she would do it. Look, as far as I'm concerned, progressives believe things that I don't believe. And some progressives get very radical. And when your ideology supplants your humanity, it will supplant all things. And you believe because you want something to be true or you want something to happen, you can go about doing it and damn the rest. This is one of those things that you knew that the pushback would be immediate. And it made me wonder, especially when I saw Representative Ted Lieu, when I saw David Hogg, with literally almost the same response about public health emergencies, I said, that's weird. Like, they're on the same page. So here's my question to you. Go full conspiracy theory with me, Guy Relford. Full on tinfoil hat. Is this a test balloon? Is this a way of saying, hey, exactly what could we get away with here? We got away with it with COVID, and we locked people down, and we closed businesses, and we closed churches. What can we get away with here? And is that even a rational point of view? Well, I can see someone, uh, you know, on a, on a broader scale interested in gun control, uh, like the Brady campaign or, uh, you know, Moms Demand Action or one of the other Uber groups. Um, and I could see a group like that saying, hey, yeah, let's run a test here. Uh, because they've been talking about regulating firearms under a, a declared public health emergency for a long time. We, we've heard that discussed uh, right here in, in, in central Indiana, in Marion County. Uh, we've heard it discussed all over the country to say, mm, yeah, look what we did get away with in the context of COVID. Why don't we direct this at the Second Amendment? Because we can't get anything like a so-called assault weapons ban through the legislature. And uh, so it, it could be that. But, but my immediate reaction Tony, while that could very well still be true, um, it may also be true that in, in the shorter term, she just thinks this is a way uh, to get votes in her next election, just like we had, and it's, it's a perfect analog, just like we had the mayor of Indianapolis say he's going to completely ban the concealed carry of firearms in Marion County. Licenses notwithstanding, state law notwithstanding, he wants to ban it completely. Both the Republican and the Democrat here in Marion County, say they want to roll back constitutional care. Why did they do any of that? Because they think it gets some votes in the next election. I think they're wrong, particularly with respect to the Republican. He's incredibly wrong, and he's about to be educated rather emphatically on that point uh, in, in the election. Ha having said that, I think this is just pandering to a base uh, that they think earns some votes at the end of the day. However, that, whether that's true or not, if this is successful in Albuquerque slash New Mexico, you can definitely expect to see it pop up all over the country, and including right here in Marion County. I absolutely believe that to be true. I'm not conspiratorial at all. I just think that with these people, everything is possible. Guy Relford, RelfordLaw.com, 2Aproject.com. Check it out for yourself. Two, number two, letter A, 2Aproject.com. I've got more to get to. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.